Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Thank you, Father, for your presence here. Thank you, Lord, we get to be in your presence. Thank you, Lord, we get to be with one another, God. And Father, thank you, Lord, that, Lord, this warehouse tonight, when we arrive, Father, two or three gathered in your name, Lord, suddenly it became a church. And Father, tonight the church of God is alive and well in this house. And Father, thank you, Lord, that you have a great plan for everybody. Lord, I, Lord, there'll be people here tonight that have no idea that you actually have a plan and that you set it up long before they were even, Father, alive. Lord, you had a plan, Lord, at their conception. And Father, I just pray in Jesus' name, Lord, speak to people. Give people, Lord, tonight, Father, insight. I pray open hearts, Lord. Help us, Father, to be responders to you, Lord, because, Father, as we respond, thank you, Lord, that then you move, then you speak, then you start doing the miracles, Father, that your word is full of. And I just pray for every person in the house tonight, or those who don't know you, let them be saved. Father, let tonight be the night they open their heart, receive forgiveness and salvation. Anybody away from you, let them come home. And Father, I just pray for Lord, anyone who's religious, that they'll, tonight they'll move from religion to relationship. And Father, for everybody who's believers, Lord, give them wisdom, Lord. Father, help us not to be stuck in a rut, but help us, Lord, to be moving forward in Your purpose and Your plan. Thank You for miracles, Lord. Thank You for what You're doing in our church. And we once again pray for, Lord, all of our church family here in Perth, but Lord, also, Father, all of our family all over the world. Let Your blessing be on everybody. And we just pray, Father, tonight that You'll be honoured and glorified, Lord, in all that we say and do. In Jesus' Name, and everybody said... Amen. Let's give the Lord a great hand, everybody. Give the Lord a great hand. Amen. Just thank the team as well tonight, leading us so well. Thanks, you guys and girls. Thank you so much. All right, you can be seated, everybody. Just tell the person next to you, you look like you're getting younger. The years are being kind. Here we go. Amen. What a great week we're having. It's been a prayer and fasting week, and I hope you got a little bit of time to be, uh, you know, hearing the Word of God. If you haven't got a Bible app, get a Bible app so you can hear the Word of God. I've just moved out. Of, I've been having a big season of Proverbs, and now I've just gone into the book of Acts, and I've got the, my Bible app on just hearing the Word of God, and uh, it just builds faith, just builds spiritual life in you. And, uh, and you want to be hearing the Word of God. And then also to just waiting on the Lord, you know, just got time under a tree again uh, today, which was good. And just waiting on the Lord. Just letting, you know, sometimes it's good to stop talking. And uh, I'll pray and I'll, you know, declare the goodness of God. And then I'll pray for uh, our family. Then I pray for you. And, uh, and I really, then I wait and I'm here, wait to hear what the Lord's got to say. Because uh, the Lord's got a lot to say. Uh, but sometimes we've got to just give him time. So if you give the Lord time, he's going to speak to you. So in our prayer and fasting week, I just thought tonight I'd talk to you on, he wants to talk to you so that you may win. He wants to talk to you, that's my title, so that you may win. And as Lauren just said, if you've not been to our prayer meeting, church prayer meeting, you want to come because it's going to just kickstart you. Get around other people who are prayers, other people who have heard from the Lord. It's going to kickstart you in the great plan and purpose God's got for you. But it happens when we make time to hear from Him and also to pray to Him in Jesus' name.
So my title, he wants to talk to you. Why? So that you may win. And the number way you win firstly is when you're in a relationship with the Lord. It's good to lose people uh, at different times of the, hang on, I was going to say of the day, of the day too, but of the week, of your month. It's good to lose people, put people out of the focus, put Jesus in the focus. Because when you do, then you're going to begin to hear from the Lord. And when you hear from the Lord, you're going to win. Let me read 1 Corinthians 2 to you, uh, chapter 2, verse 10 to 14. Look at this, it says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, for those of us who are believers now, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, this is the person who's not born again, hasn't received Christ as their Saviour, not forgiven of their sins, not been born by the Holy Spirit. This says the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Well, that means uh, understood. So the Bible's saying right there, listen, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us and he's got deep things to say. There's deep things in God that when you begin to walk with the Lord, God begins to reveal to you some of those deep things. And uh, you begin to have insights and knowledge that God brings to your heart and life, which you know, I didn't know that before. And God is now bringing that to my life in Jesus' name. And, uh, and then the Bible says, you know, if you're a natural person, the things of the spiritual life, they're just foolishness. Hands up, anybody who you weren't a Christian and anything to do with Christianity and the gospel, you were like, had no clue. <laughs> There's a lot of us, that's great. And the rest of you were full on Spiro the whole time. I was like a kangaroo in headlights. I had no idea what people were talking about. I had no idea what my mother was talking about, my family was talking about, until I made a decision to open my heart, not just my mind, but my heart to Christ. And then as... Uh, the Holy Spirit came to live in me, which is what happens when you become a Christian, then I began to suddenly understand things that I had no clue about before. And uh, you know it's God because you're like, wow, I just did not get that. And now I'm getting understanding that is not of me, it's of Him. So God is bringing spiritual understanding. Everybody, you need spiritual understanding. You need spiritual understanding. If you look at some of the things happening in the world right now, if you've got spiritual understanding, you're like, well, the Bible does talk about this stuff coming. So it's no uh, surprise because the Bible says in the last days, we would have some of the things that we're having happen today. And you need to realise everyone too, in our prayer and fasting week, you know, that the Holy Spirit, a lot of people don't know this, that some people think He's a, just a force or an energy or an aura I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit is a person. And all the attributes of the Holy Spirit throughout the Scripture is that of a person and a personality. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, he's, He is power, right? But He is more than power. The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit is God. But He is a person that wants to have a relationship with you. And actually, the Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You don't want to be somebody who's grieving the Holy Spirit. But... 
that's an attribute of a person. And, uh, and the Holy Spirit is powerful and we worship the Holy Spirit. I'm lifting up God tonight. I'm lifting up the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, uh, energy has power. Electricity has power. Gas has power. But I'm not worshipping those things, even though they have power. But I'm worshipping the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a person. And is a person who you can get to know. And, uh, and you need to know that person because that person is also very powerful. And the Bible says in Acts 1.8, But you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So you, after I got, became a Christian, then got filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's power came on my life. And I would encourage you, don't settle for something religious that's powerless. The Christian walk is powerful. And so God's power came on my life and God started changing me at the end of my teen years from a whole uh, sinful, broken, blind, lost, sick, mind, heart and body to... Uh, you know, somebody who was going to be on their way to God's purpose and plan if I kept walking and listening to Him in Jesus' Name. You know, the Holy Spirit uh, is looking for you and I to respond to Him. I say this a lot. If you've been in church for a while, I reckon around the world, the amount of Christians and the, hang on, and the amount of people who would have such a supernatural life and such miracles happening in their life if they just responded to God. If you just responded to God, your life would change. But I see people, they kind of, they'll go to the football. They're like so excited, the football, so excited, the soccer, so excited, open. And then they come to church, they're like, or comes to Jesus, they're like, you know, well, you need to know He is this, He's the creator of the universe. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. He, he, he's, he made you and me. He, he is majestic. He is marvellous. He is wonderful. He is Lord. He is awesome. <laughs> so get excited about the other things, but really get excited about Him. And, uh, and I, you know, wasn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't a Christian, but I, even at the end of my teen years, twigged that if He's God and I'm not, which I knew I wasn't, had moments of trying to be, but I knew I wasn't, that I had to open and be responsive to Him. Can I encourage you, if you are open and responsive to God, God is going to begin to speak to you. And you're going to begin to know things as a Christian that you would know no other way but that God told you. There are things that God starts to do in your life. You, you would never know that, but God told you. I watch people in the world now doing crazy stuff and I'm like, and they're now trying to tell you to do this, to be like this. And it's absolute like 10 years ago, you would be in the lockup. And now they're trying to make it fashionable. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, and then the Lord has shown me many times people who are doing such things, what's behind it? Their brokenness. There's an insight that comes to your life when you walk with God as to why people are doing stuff. They think it's fantastic, but that's because their, their eyes are darkened, their hearts are darkened. But when the Holy Spirit shows you, you're like, wow, you have insight as to why people are doing things that we would consider crazy. And it doesn't make it right, but it makes it understandable. That's why they've headed in that direction. And God will show you and teach you. You know, God wants to make you wise. Let me say it again. God wants to make you wise. Some of you say, well, I'm wise already. Well... 
I discovered this. Did you know you can lack insight and wisdom, but be intelligent? Did you know you can completely lack insight and wisdom, but be intelligent? I've met people, they know how to... They know, they know their way around a computer like nothing else. They know mechanically how to do this. They know how to do that. They're so clever. But when it comes to a relationship, no clue. When it comes to doing life, no understanding. <laughs> I'm always laughing at adults in my, on the inside, not in the shopping center out loud. <laughs> you won't see me in Lakeside. <laughs> but I see adults all the time talking to children all the time. It's so amusing. And they're talking to three-year-olds and they're going to three-year-olds. What's wrong with you? And the little kid's like, I'm three. I want to go up to the adult and go, what's wrong with you? This child's not in a back room strategizing your downfall, thinking, hey, I've got to get other three-year-olds together. Let's get something happening. Let's take down the parents of Perth. Let's bring them down. But you would think that parents, adults who, adults literally are thinking, oh my gosh, this child is just, oh, working against me. No, they're a child. Their brain is not fully formed. It's not fully functional. And I read a thing a while ago that said men's brains aren't fully formed till 25. And one being a man and having met men, and all the men said, amen. <laughs> Girls, give guys time. 25. So if you're talking to a three-year-old boy, you have no hope. No hope. 25, we start to get a clue. <laughs> I love guys. Girls, you got to know guys at the end of the day, we come home after work, after whatever we're doing, and we just go into our cave. We just stare into the abyss. That's what men do. If you're married, you need to work against that. Come home, engage with your wife. Ask her how her day is and then listen to her. 8,000 words? How many words does she have? There's actually, no, there's actually, there is actually literally women need to be listened to. Men need to, men, men, our words that we actually give out, it's, it's, like, it's like a thousand. <laughs> and women give out thousands. And men, that's just normal. Normal, and you need to listen to your wife. Now, you've, you've all thrown me now. I was going to say something else. You've thrown my message. But, um, no, we, come, we, go, we go into our cave. We go into the, the abyss. Girls, I know what women, women are thinking. I wonder what he's thinking. He's just staring off into the abyss. And I have the answer for you. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're thinking nothing. We're just staring into the abyss. Anyway, in case you're wondering, because a lot of women think, like, is he, is he purposely ignoring me? No, he's just thinking nothing. But if you, anyway, if you have something on the oven, he'll come around at some stage. <laughs> so did you know you can lack insight and wisdom but be intelligent? There's a lot of people who are intelligent, but they literally have no insight and wisdom in regards to life, God, relationships, three-year-olds. They think they're 25-year-olds trying to strategize their downfall. No insight, yet they've got a PhD in something. And I met other people. Did you know you can be intelligent, but... What did I just say a minute? Did you know you can lack insight and wisdom, but be intelligent? Did you know you can be intelligent? Uh, hello. Uh, sorry. Hey, hello. Come back. Did you know you can have wisdom and insight, 
and be really high in that area, but your, what the world will consider your IQ intelligence is low. I met people who have become Christians from, broken, from whatever area of life, and they are so ahead of the game due to humility and a soft heart towards God, and they've got life, they've got understanding, they've got insight, da-da-da, and then you say, what's your education like? And it's low, but what's coming out of their life is powerful, they're conquering, and you're like, how is that happening? And then you'll find out that this, many times a younger person, has drawn near to God, and uh, has started to seek the Lord, started to get hungry for God, and God is talking to them and giving them great insight. Steve Kelly, who's uh, my best buddy, long-term one, who was on the birthday celebration video. So Steve and I have been friends now nearly, not quite, in a year and a half, 50 years. So that's a long time. But Steve was an alcoholic. He, was, he and I grew up in poverty. His family, he was just a mess. He was a total mess when he became a Christian. Well, now he leads a church of literal thousands. He oversees budgets that are impacting nations of the world. All these abilities and things that just were like, how on earth did this ever become him? But really, I watched him zoom along. I took him to church and then he just zoomed along. He was so hungry for God, was seeking the Lord, was in God's Word, would pray, was passionate, come to church, passionate, was serving, was helping. And then he started to tell me things from God. I used to be like, well, how do you know that? He said, well, I spent time with the Lord. And I went, well, spend a little less time because I don't want to keep hearing about it all. (laughs) And then he'd say, well, have you thought of this? Did you know this? And I'd say, no, how do you know that? And then he said, because I spent time with God last week and the Lord showed me that in the Bible. After all, I said, listen, bro, who brought you to church? That would be me. So I brought you to church. So obviously I'm ahead of you. And then even as I said it, I knew I'm not. (laughs) But I was at that age where I just thought, I got to get this guy in his place. Listen, he zoomed past me because he actually became a great friend because he was inspiring me with his passion to go after God. And I was learning from him, really, if I be honest, I need to make a change. Some of you here right now, you need to make a change. What's happening is you're making a change in things you like to make a change in rather than what God says you need to make a change in. So I started locking myself in the garage. Uh, There was the only space we had in the house where there was no one around. And I just started to pray in the garage by myself. Started losing my friends, started not making it about people, and I just walk around the garage. Lord, I just want to pray your will through. Lord, I just pray, Father, you'll show me. Help me to get wiser. Help me to hear your voice like Steve keeps hearing it. Can you tell Steve to be quiet, Lord? He's just saying too much to me. He's driving me nutty. Lord, can you help me? Can you speak to me? And I just pray. And then I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I used to pray God's will through. And you know what? Things started changing. And by the way, everybody, a lot of times I thought what God was going to do, His supernatural purpose would be so amazing. And God would just tell me something amazing. And here's what God would say. Go and forgive your brother. (laughs) Go and forgive your brother. So that's right now you want God to move in your life. God's saying, respond to what I'm saying. Go and forgive your brother. God would say, um, I'd say, Lord, use me, speak to me like you're speaking to Steve. And then he'd say, you need to start tithing. No, not that I rebuke that. <laughs> not that money thing. I don't want to start putting you, yeah, I'm broke. And God said, I'm going to get you out of broke. But you need to start not expecting other people to do your giving. You need to start tithing. Sin so honoring me. Return to me the tithe is what the Bible said. So then my big call of God was all coming on in the area of get your life right with money, 
forgive your brother, forgive your dad, start helping at youth, start being consistent. I just hear the Holy Spirit, what about my great calling? He'd say, just be consistent. Just turn up. And then I go, I do turn up. <laughs> then the Lord say, do it with a sweet attitude. This is overwhelming. It's too much, Lord. <laughs> See, you do have God wanting to do great things in your life. And you do have God wanting to bring you great relationships. And you do have God wanting to heal your family. You do have God wanting to work in your marriage. And you do have God wanting to work there. But God's saying, listen to me here. And respond. Respond here. Some of us are going, well, Lord, I would if I had a different husband or wife. And God said, no, 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 serve the one you have. Serve the one you have. Give to the one you have. Love the one you have. And, uh, and everybody, by the way, life is challenging. If you think that becoming a Christian, you won't have challenges, you will. But all of it's going to grow you if you say, Lord, help me to surrender to you and to approach you in the right way. All of it's going to grow you and you begin to become strong in relationships. You're going to become the person that really you are designed to be, a person of character, a stable person. You're going to be fruitful. You actually have finances. <laughs> How many of us grew up in generational brokenness? Oh my gosh. My dad died and left me a chicken burger. <laughs> Yay. Like... Money doesn't grow on trees, it grows on generational trees. Get one wise generation who starts putting God first, honoring God with their finances, getting some wisdom with saving, getting some wisdom with investing, suddenly the next generation's prospering. Anyway, that's all offside. So we're going to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to respond to? And if you will put yourself in the garage, put yourself somewhere in the park, the beach with God and say, Lord, what are you saying to me? God will start to talk to you and suddenly down the track, you'll start to becoming a person of insight and wisdom. And how do you know that's happening? You stop talking and you start listening. You're becoming a person of insight and wisdom. You have less to say <laughs> because before, out of insecurity, I was always saying, yeah, 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 right. Amen. With you. <laughs> and then I realized I haven't got that and I haven't got that and I haven't got that. Whoo, Jesus, help me. And so you stop talking and you start listening to God and man, to be honest. So can I encourage you, everybody? The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. But we need to say, Lord, help me to bring my opinion and maybe my current, current wisdom level under you. And if you do, then God's going to begin to speak to you. But he does move when there's periods of aloneness. By the way, don't think because you're having a hard time in your character or something you're uncomfortable that that's not God. Yeah, that's God. Because otherwise, when you God starts to use you or raise you up, uh, you know His calling and what God has for you, He can't. He's not going to take you somewhere that your character can't hold you. Because you'll fall over, you'll collapse just at the moment of greatest opportunity. So don't underestimate right now that God's saying, "Hey." Uh, I, I called you to that leader to help serve them. You're still not doing that in a serving way. You're doing it to be seen. So God, we've got to say, Lord, well, what do you want me to do again, God? <laughs> How do you want me to do it? Get alone, everybody. Periods of aloneness, you'll suddenly find that when you are really genuinely seeking the Lord, genuinely, God will pop up. God will show up. 
Jeremiah 29, 13 says it so well in the Amplified Bible. It says, then with a deep longing, that's what Jeremiah says, then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. That's what God's trying to get you to. Lord, I require you as a vital necessity, not just as an add-on to my weekend, but a vital necessity. And the Bible says, you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. Everybody, get after God with a deep longing. Move people out of the picture. I've got to move you out of the way. I'm not talking about your husband or wife. I'm talking about about people in the way, things that you need to make room for. Make room for God. Get a diary. Get a diary. Diarize your time with God. If you struggle with that, write it down. Because your time is valuable. You're valuable. God's valuable. And then... As you deeply long for the Lord, He's going to know, okay, I've got, got a daughter here. i got a son here who's serious. Uh, if, if you're serious, God moves on the serious. God doesn't move on the casual. Why would God go, hey, I'm going to, let's wake up heaven here to move in your life when you don't really care. But if you're, Lord, I'm seeking you. And Lord, I'm not telling you my will. Lord, you tell me what is my will. Lord, what do you want me to do? What do I need to give you? What do I need to do, Lord, right now? Because every day we're getting an opportunity from the Lord to accept His wisdom over our opinion. Every day you're getting opportunity from the Lord. God will give you opportunity to accept His wisdom over your opinion. Here's the thing is, what will you do? I get that every day. God says to me, Jared, you're going to run with your opinion or my wisdom. I get that, like you, that opportunity every day. I want to encourage you, choose His. Choose His. God's got the bigger picture. God's got the better plan. You can't outdo God's plan for your life. You can't can't outdo it. It's impossible. I'm doing things now that I know that were put in me at conception that in childhood sparked in me, even though I was living in chaos. And now God has sparked and bring those things to pass in my life now. But I have to choose, hello, His wisdom and accept it over my opinion. You know, this is really true, everybody. Your future, your future going forward now will be the, the total of the voices that you listen to. Your future going forward will be the total, if you like, the grand total of the voices that you listen to. You can listen to God. You can listen to yourself. Even while I'm speaking right now, some of you are talking to yourself. I don't know about that. You're on the inside. I don't know about that. Some of you are going, Pastor, that's great. Preach it. I'm waiting for you to say that on the outside. <laughs> Bring that out. Some of you are saying, I don't agree with that. Listen, we need, to be, we need to realize that many of us even now are the total of the voices that we heard in childhood. Have you ever seen a child on the street and they're swearing and violent and aggressive and people are like, how is this child so out of control? I just look at the parents because the child's just copying. You ever see a child with a filthy mouth? Where did that come from? Mum and dad. And what is swearing? Swearing is in itself, it's just low self-esteem. It's low self-esteem. Because when you esteem your life, it's not just one part of you, it's your body, your mind, your words, what you do with yourself. So my words, when I started to get good self-esteem, my swearing started dropping away bit by bit. First two weeks was a killer, but after that we got, a, got on a roll. Got on a roll. I said a few things in a Christian home group, said I just saw the home group leaders fall over. And then I went, oh wow, I'm at a Christian home group. There we go. 
Lord, help me with that. God knows the beginning from the end, everyone. And we make our decisions on our past, our present and our emotions, how we feel right now. But God makes, God wants us to come to Him because He sees your past, your present, your emotions and your future. God knows where you can go. So I need to go to Him and say, Lord, I need to hear from you so that you're helping me determine the future that you see for me, which is not just me. Here's the thing. Some of you will make decisions listening to your own voice. By the way, don't listen to yourself. Successful people, successful Christians speak to themselves. They're speaking. If you're listening to yourself, here's how it goes. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can never change. Oh, my family was never like that. Oh, we can never have this. Oh, that's how you start. We have to stop doing that and say, listen, stop speaking. Start listening to the Lord. Start reaching out to God. Speak to yourself, but realize those voices that you have in your life, everybody, your own voice and the voice of others will be a direct feeder to where you end up in the future. So where are you going? Who are you listening to? Who are you on the phone to? Who are you messaging all day? What news service do you listen to? When I grew up, all those who used to watch the news with me in years gone by, when I grew up, used to have the news, used to have journalists who would have, they'd interview people and you'd have this opinion and that opinion. In your generation, that's completely gone. You'd have two different opinions and then you'd make up your own opinion because you'd hear from two different people. Now the journalists are activists and they've removed any other opinion and they're just telling you what you are to think. So I have removed their voice from my life because I'm not going to be led by you and some journalist who was born in 1990 in some back suburb of Sydney where I grew up in. I'm going to not listen to you, thanks. I'm going to listen to the God of the universe who was there at the beginning, will be there at the end. Who do you go to when you're in trouble? Who do you interact with? How much are you listening to your feelings? All of these will determine where you're going, where you'll be tomorrow. It'll be no surprise where you'll be. It'll be just what you listen to. Everybody listen to how I got out of my brokenness, the ruts of life, poverty, dysfunction. I got out of it because I started to listen to God. His Word became my basis. Then I began to listen to people who had fruit as Christians not, and also were committed to God's house. And those voices began to impact me. But if you, so here's what Psalm 118 says. It says, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better, everybody, to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. So many voices are trying to get you to put confidence in what men think. Don't do it. The shifting sands of this culture, they're changing. Things that they're now trying to foist on you as this is true, this is life. 10 and 20 years ago, you'd be in jail for. 10 years ago, you'd be in the lockup. There's stuff that in history, people just were like, never believe. Well, now, because they just keep hitting it, hitting you with it. Narrative, 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 narrative. People go, oh, yes, right, that's right. I'm like, oh my gosh. People will believe anything if it's said to them enough. So you need to be very careful what's said to you. If people ever say to you, hey, you're a Christian, you're brainwashed. No, I've just chosen who washes my brain. I've chosen it. I've just said to a journalist born in 1990 in some back suburb of Sydney where I'm from, 
I said, I'm listening to you. I'm going to listen to the God of the universe who changed the world, changes the world, continues to change it today. Greatest arts done unto Him, the greatest music, Mozart, Handel, everybody to Him. If people start to study, you'd go, oh my gosh, Jesus' impact on the world, human rights, abolition of slavery, hospitals, like everything. The basis, you go back, God spoke to a person through His Word. God touched that Christian, that person, all the things that are helping the poor, the needy, the sick, the destitute. Oh my gosh, it came out of the Atheist Society. No, 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 sorry. I got that wrong. Came from God's kingdom. From God's Word. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Cursed is the strong one who depends on mere humans, who thinks he can make it on muscle alone and sets God aside as dead weight. He's like a tumbleweed on the prairie, out of touch with the good earth. He lives ruthless and aimless in a land where nothing grows. Oh my gosh. Look at the Bible there. The Bible's basically saying, when we depend on what people think, ultimately we're like a tumbleweed on the prairie. I like that in the message, but we just became America. <laughs> the tumbleweed just blew through Perth. Um, but it says we're rootless. We wander around, we're aimless. So the Bible is talking about the average person who thinks my life is good, I'm good, I'm doing okay. The Bible says, no, no, you're rootless. You're a tumbleweed, out of touch with what's important, just aimless, living in a land where, here's what the Bible is actually saying, really, where nothing of real value grows. Oh, and when it says cursed is that person, that means destruction and ruin comes to those lives. Don't we see that with people? People got, how is that destruction and ruin? It just seems to go from bad to bad, where Jesus comes to, bring you from good to good. <laughs> Goes on and says, but blessed is the man or the woman who trusts me, God. The woman who sticks with God, they're like trees replanted in Eden, putting down roots near the rivers, never a worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm through droughts, bearing fruit in every season. Wow. God wants you bearing fruit, everybody, every season. God wants you bearing fruit every season. God wants you bearing fruit every season. Come on, God wants you bearing fruit every season. God wants you bearing fruit every season. You say, I don't believe that God can speak to you. You might say that, I don't believe that God can speak to you. Well, from a broken down life and poverty and problems, God spoke to me to marry my wife and He spoke to her to marry me. Both of us, not from Christian backgrounds. That was the grace of God. And it is a definite supernatural miracle that God spoke to us and said uh, to marry one another. And by the way, we, she had a, an older man in England praying for us and he came to the church in Penrith and I was only like 21. He walks up to me, he says, I've been praying for you. He's about 80 and said, I've been praying for you now for a year. And he looks at the photo of me. He said, oh, I had, I've been praying for this photo. And he goes, it's you. Wow, you're the one. And then he said to me, and she's the one. And I was like, you cheeky old man. But I realized he actually was a good prayer. She was the run. Everybody, God spoke to me about starting this church. I'm not from Perth. God said, go to Perth. I was in London. I don't think I'd even been here. I can't remember. I knew Phil Baker. I can't remember if I'd been or not. Go to Perth. Leave Sydney. Start of the church because the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Get what I'm saying? As you get, as you walk with the Lord over years, suddenly you're like you're hearing Him more. Then you're hearing Him more. If you're not hearing Him at all, it's because you haven't got that passion at the start. Because over the years, suddenly hearing. Then God says to me and Dave Harding, buy this building. 
buy this building. The Holy Spirit, the building you're sitting in, we didn't just get it as a real estate asset. God said, buy this building. Buy the building. Now, some of the guys here tonight, this would be good for you to hear too. For four years, when I was saying no, God said to me, Dave Harding will confirm it, start Tenacious House. And I said, no, I'm too busy. I've got other things to do. Four years, God said, start Tenacious House. That was the Holy Spirit. And I'm very glad I started Tenacious House. Well, hang, on. hang on. Let's Let's go back. I'm very glad I actually ended up obeying, but God started it. And all the guys who are in Tenacious House, been through Tenacious House, listen, let me just say it clearly to you. If you've been in Tenacious House, you're in there now. Listen, God started Tenacious House to give you an opportunity for a relationship with Him and a brand new life. Can someone say amen? So some of you right now, God's tapping on you. Steve Kelly, my best friend, uh, you know, I told you, he tells me one day on the way to church, we're driving to church. He goes, I've got to go back to the apartment. I went, why? And I said, we're going to be late for church. He said, God told me to put my socks away. <laughs> it's the funniest story ever. I went, what are you talking about? I'm going to church. Drive on. He said, no, the hospital didn't tell me to go back. What happened was Steve was all over the place and God started getting detailed with him. Put your socks away. Put your stuff in the bin. He had God directing him in the small detail. And Steve obeyed God. I didn't understand at the time. I thought, you're crazy. You and your socks. But listen, if you obey God in the little things and you say, Lord, I'm going to follow through on that, you may just see God in the major things of your life in the days ahead. I pray that you will in Jesus' name. I pray that you will in Jesus' name. Can we stand up, everybody? Can we stand up? Let me just pray for you. And the guy's going to just lead us in a song. Father, just thanks for everybody. Thank you for your word, Lord. Father, I pray for everyone. Help us to chase you down, Lord. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that, Father, we'd be people who seek you. And, Lord, even now, help those who are being dismissive of the small things, the socks, <laughs> forgiving somebody, follow through, serving their commitment. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, I just pray, help us to do those things, Lord. And as we do, Father, they are the steps to the greater things of your kingdom. Lord, touch everybody, grace us, Father, and let us hear your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, guys. Come on. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.